500,000 casualties. U.S. officials telling the New York Times the total number of deaths and injuries in the Ukraine war are now nearing half a million. Staggering toll. 18 months ago, none of them thought they'd be in this situation. None. My guest tonight, Alex Drukey. He was nearly one of them. After volunteering to defend Ukraine from Russian invaders, Alex spent 105 days in Russian captivity. He was captured along with Andy Huynh by Russian forces and held as a prisoner of war. Alex experienced execution threats, physical torture, solitary confinement, and food deprivation. You may remember his mother, Bunny. She was on this show many times, along with Joy, Andy's now wife, pleading for his life and safe return. Alex and Andy Huynh were finally released. And less than a year after being freed, Alex chose to go back to help with the war effort. And Alex Druke joins me now. And Alex, I'm really glad to speak with you uh, again. And you're home once again. I know you've been back for just about a week since back in the U.S. Uh, from, from this, this trip in Ukraine. Obviously, the first time you went there, you went to fight and you, you endured horrific things, captivity, torture. Uh, you were released, but you did choose to go back. Can you tell me why? I, uh, I chose to go back because this war is not over, and I want to do absolutely everything that I can to ensure Ukraine's victory and uh, and stop this war as soon as we can. So tell me what it was like for you this time. Obviously, you weren't fighting. Uh, I'll be clear to everyone on that. You weren't fighting. You were helping, uh, training, uh, training soldiers, humanitarian. Tell me what you were doing and where you went. What did you see? Yeah, for uh, about the first half of my visit, I was there, you know, five or six weeks. Uh, for the first half, I was working with that humanitarian group, uh, Ukrainian Patriot, and we were delivering uh, food, medical supplies, and military supplies to some of the uh, recently liberated areas out east, uh, ones that, that are having some real issues getting supplies into those towns. And uh, then for the second half, yeah, I was, I was uh, working with and interviewing with several different training groups uh, to see where I can best be used to uh, help continue training Ukrainian soldiers so they can win the war. So, you know, I, I, I was over there, recently, well, I guess probably we overlapped uh, last and saw some of the soldiers, you know, fighting and, and training, training in their off days. Um, you spent a lot of time with them as they were training and, and spoke to them. And, of course, they had been fellow fighters with you. So how are they doing? What are they telling you about how they feel right now about the war? It's um, it's a mix. You know, the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian soldiers are still motivated, still dedicated, still want freedom and sovereignty and to kick the invaders out of their country. But we've passed 540 days now. That's a, that's a very, very long time. And war fatigue is a real thing. I, I even saw that during Iraq and Afghanistan. So, you know, there there is a, a certain degree of, of weariness, of tiredness. They, they would really love to have this war over. They are tired of, you know, their cities being bombed, their civilians being hurt. They're tired of loved ones losing limbs and lives. You know, they, they want the war to be over. So they're they're motivated to do it, but they're they're getting a little tired of how long it's taking. Yeah, and in, in the counteroffensive, I know, look, it's been slower than anybody expected. President Zelensky's been open about that as well. Um, now, there has been some progress in recent days, some of which, Alex, I understand, is because of U.S.-supplied cluster munitions. It appears that that's the reason, but uh, they haven't, we haven't been able to actually confirm it. From what you were able to see, because you were there as those cluster munitions were approved by the U.S. to go over, are they playing a role now? I really think that they are. You know, the Zesu, um Ukrainian army has has made significant progress in the south around Zaporizhia, uh, around Kherson, even some sorts of Bakhmut direction. And uh, you know, I really do feel like the the fact that they're using the cluster munitions exactly the way those are intended to be used 
um, it is proving very, very valuable in the battlefield. Um, you know, the, I think the biggest problem that for the counteroffensive and why it's going so slow is the West was very slow in, in supplying the equipment and the munitions that Ukraine needed for the counteroffensive. And that gave, you know, the invaders months of time to dig in, make multiple laps of minefields and trenches. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very hard obstacle to go through. But the Ukrainians, um, you know, they're doing their best. And, and once they get through them, they're absolutely going to crush them. So I've been saying it since I first came home, and, I, and I'll say it again now. We, we need to give Ukraine what it needs to win this war right now. And I promise you they're going to win the war right now. We just have to stop dragging our feet. Alex, you obviously spent a long time with Andy Wynn when you were in captivity and enduring uh, what you endured, the torture and the psychological pressure. Um, but he came back. You guys came back together. I remember speaking to you, right, right when you came home. And he was reunited with his fiancée. And, you know, she had been tireless in, 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 in advocating for him. She came on the show so many times, and they, uh, they just got married. So they did. They are now yeah. married. And guess That's who right. his best man was? It was you. Can you tell That's me about right. yeah. it that day, what it was like? It was amazing. I mean, that was that was just a couple of days ago, and uh, and I think Oliver was still kind of kind of riding the high from it. It was it was a lovely service, a lovely wedding. Everything went went really really well, and it was uh, you know Andy had spent so much time while we were in captivity talking about his fiance and, and wondering if he was going to be able to ever ever make it back home and get married, and so for for that to actually happen for us to all be there and, and be there on their special day, uh, it, it was incredible. I can only imagine. I think it's just so wonderful that you were you were his best man. What a what a great joy for you both. Thank you so much. I'm glad to speak to you again. Yeah, definitely. Good to speak to you. All right.